well, 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 well. It's smoking and toasting, and we are here with show number eighty-seven. We are live at Joseph's in Richmond, Texas. Joseph's Coffee and Cigars. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, but we are live, and uh, we have a special guest from La Paulina Cigars who will be uh, joining us on the show, Mr. Clay Roberts. We'll uh, speak with Clay in a few minutes. But first, we want to remind you that we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. My name is Cruz. My erstwhile partner is Ian Barry. Welcome that would to the be show. me. And, hey, how are uh, you doing this week? I am doing great, man. Have you, you had a good week? You this is show number 87. Uh, We've it, been doing this for 87 it weeks. It blows my mind that no one has put a stop to this yet. So, <laughs> what are you people feeling, thinking? Feeling good about it. Smoking and Toasting <laughs> is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we are surrounded by some awesome cigar artwork and memorabilia at uh, Joseph's in Richmond, Texas. And we want to say hello to the proprietor, Mr. Michael Joseph. How are you, sir? Just fine. Nice to have you here. It's really nice to be here. I sort of feel like I've found my home away from home. This place, like, just works for me. This place is comfortable. Yes, like it you really walk does. into this, you've created such a great area here. So when you first walk into the storefront, it's a coffee shop. And the first thing I loved about it is it felt not at all like the sort of coffee shop that I don't want to call them out by name, but it rhymes with uh, Star Slugs. And uh, uh, it felt not at all like that. It was it was very like personal and very just sort of like uh, comfortable. And I just I I couldn't even imagine someone standing behind the counter mispronouncing my name. When they had the cup. Now this you know is, what I mean? This is definitely the kind of coffee shop that promotes, hey, let's hang out and have coffee. Well, that's absolutely right. As opposed to let's move you through the assembly line and sell coffee to somebody else. So, uh, so that's what it is in the front. And then when you walk back, there's a really cool walk-in humidor. And then there's this room, which is... Does this room have a specific name, or is it just, this just the lounge? Well, we named it Pop Cigar Lounge Pop because Cigar Lounge. my grandfather, uh, everybody called him Pop, and he was never anywhere without a cigar in his mouth. Now, tell me about, this is a historic building uh, in, uh, right in the historic district in Richmond, Texas, which is, you know, about 40 minutes outside of, uh, uh, I guess, downtown of, Houston. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about this building, because this building's been here for a long time, and Joseph's has been here in one form or another for a pretty long time as well. Is that right? That's correct. My, uh, my great-grandmother came over here from Lebanon as a widow with five children oh. and if, in 1900, <laughs> if you can believe that. Wow. Uh, and uh, it's a pretty phenomenal thing to imagine, mm-hmm. uh, traveling across the world to where you had no, no one and no communication with five children. And you and land in a strange place and have five kids and you're like, all right, we're here to make a go of it. How so. she wound up in Richmond, Texas is beyond me, but <laughs> but she uh, she became a merchant here and uh, my family's had an operating business in this same block for 115 years. Now, I understand that coffee was part of like the original wares that were being sold. That is correct. Beans, right? That is correct. Yeah. She had a confectionery and back then that was coffee and peanuts and candy and you know, and some, some dry goods, but uh, that was how she got her start. And my grandfather had a general mercantile store in the same block and a couple of saloons. And then my father had a real estate office and a general mercantile and furniture and gift store in here as well. And he asked me to keep a family business of some kind going uh, after he passed away. So uh, 
I'm an airline pilot by profession, but uh, I told him that I would do that. So uh, I loved coffee and cigars and and uh, things like that. So that's what we did. We, so it sounds like coffee and cigars were the things that were passed down and from generation till until now, which is really your focus. Absolutely. Now, yeah? As a matter of fact, there are a few items in the coffee shop that were from my grandfather's original store. We have photos from the early 1930s with some with a Hobart coffee grinder that's up there in the that's in so the cool. shop and so forth. <laughs> it's it's a pretty neat thing, but uh, uh, you know to say that uh, that that I've got deep roots here would be an understatement. This place has got a very historic feel to it. Obviously, you've done a lot of restoration stuff in here, but was that part of the plan? I mean, there's a grandfather clock over on the other wall. Uh, it, was that part of the plan to keep it with that kind of uh, sort of historic vibe? Absolutely. We History is such a big part of, of the area here, and, uh, and it's a big focus that we have. And, and we, wanted, uh, we wanted our, our establishment to be yeah, very welcoming and the kind of place that you, if you've had a, a bad day, it'll make you feel better. And if you've had a good day, you can celebrate. So, That's awesome. uh, you know, I love towns like this. And if you've ever driven through Texas, you will find um, a plethora of towns like this where you go through the main road, which is kind of a bypass a lot of times. And you turn a block off, which is where we are right by the Brazos River, turn a block off and you're right here. And you were instantly transported to a downtown area from many years ago. It's almost like a historical transport. And I love how you, the outside of this shop looks great. It fits right in. The whole uh, building fronts down the block look fantastic. It's, it, it really is hard to imagine that we are you know, 30, 40 minutes from downtown Houston and right. the convention center. You know, because this has got such a relaxed sort of, you know... Uh, smaller town feel to it in a, in a very in a very good way yeah you if know? you put gas street lights out there we'd all just be wearing spurs that's kind of what it looks like <laughs> but we'd, we'd still be smoking cigars that'd be the thing yeah right. that's a fact but it actually in front of uh, one of the buildings there is a water hydrant that is uh, encased in concrete and i asked my father when i was growing up i said why is that there and he said well son we that was how we watered the horses in downtown Richmond. I love that. The hydrant's no longer functional, but it, it, it physically is still there. It's still in still the concrete. In yeah. That, that's great. So uh, you managed to uh, you know build in a, a walk-in humidor. When did all of this part, the Pop Cigar Lounge and the humidor, when did that get uh, added to your structure here? We, uh, I inherited these buildings about uh, about eight years ago, and uh, and we spent a year and a half renovating uh uh, two of I have five buildings here, and you're in two of them. Uh, and we spent a year and a half renovating them, and because they were just open from one end to the other, they were open. And, and the way they did them back then was they put shelving in, but there were no walls other than the four, uh, you know, surrounding four outside walls, walls yeah, right? right? And uh, so we had to build all of this infrastructure in here, and uh, of course uh, to make it all compliant with uh, all the restrictions and so forth it's pretty amazing that you took a big open box basically and created this environment out of it look at the big comfy chairs and everything i know i love that and <laughs> this uh cigar lounge is so like comfortable and inviting and one of the things that's interesting is you've left the windows um uh, you've left the glass open here it is not as 
dark and cellar-like as right. a lot of uh, cigar lounges are. You know, most of them feel like you built them in your basement. You know what I mean? As, as nice as they may be, this is, is it's airier, it's lighter, and I really like it because you've even got a patio where people can go outside if they want to smoke outside, right? Right, and, uh, and, and about six, uh, six months out of the year uh, when we have cigar events like we'll have tonight, mm-hmm. uh, we'll open up the doors to the patio, and it, it really triples the size of the venue. Sure, sure. Yeah. And and this area, is this is this a, a, a members thing? Is this open to that everyone? That is correct. Okay. It is. So how does that work? It's a, it, well, it, we have annual memberships, mm-hmm. and, uh, and if people come in and, and buy $100 worth of cigars, they get a free day pass, or you can buy a day pass for, for $20. Oh, and nice. So, yeah, you can, you can come in with some friends, uh, purchase some cigars, and, and, uh, and, and a day pass, and you're, you're good to go. That is correct, and you also get uh, free tea and coffee oh, and uh, you know, that goes along with that, which is really good. And it's delicious, too. Glad you <laughs> like yeah, it. Yeah, it's good coffee. Well, we got a lot to talk about on the show today. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are going to be uh, talking about La Polina cigars with uh, Clay Roberts from La Polina, including what he set out already for us to smoke, and we were kind enough to start without him. We're doing uh, research. We're doing research. But this is a La Polina blue label, so I'm going to let him tell us about this cigar in the next segment. Plus, we have some interesting things to taste today. Carbox Tasty Waves Summer Ale is on the menu. Uh, we'll also be trying the Full Tang Tangerine IPA from Revolver Brewing. Uh, Clown Shoes from Massachusetts has a beer that... If you don't like this, Ian, then I've just completely missed my guess. What do you got? What do you got? It's called Beast from the East. I love it already. It's Imperial Stout. Not only is it a great docking (laughs) album. (laughs) Yeah. It's Imperial Stout with Vietnamese coffee. Awesome. Aged in bourbon barrels. That sounds delicious. This sounds like it's got your name all over it. Uh, Plus, speaking of uh, aged in barrels, we'll be trying the Tamdu Speyside Batch Strength, Batch Number 1, single malt today so that'll be interesting plus there's a lot of different things going on jack daniels is suing a new whiskey that's based in houston we'll pass that story along uh for you there is a new book coming out about goose island talking about the uh that brewery being one of the first major craft breweries to be sold to the right. big boys and uh we also have uh, details we want to we want to plug chris hart's show uh, we got, I got the information from him so we could plug his show because he's got a brand new show that's going on and it's awesome. And then of course they've got the uh, whiskey social coming up. So uh, we have all of that to uh, all that to do. Plus we'll welcome in our uh, special guest in the next segment uh, from La Polina Cigars, Clay Roberts. You are listening to Smoking and Toasting and watching it. By the way, thank you for doing that. Uh, we are on show number eighty-seven, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toast in show number 87. Uh, we are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by our fine sponsors, uh, the guys we love at B&B Butchers and Restaurant in Houston at 1814 Washington Ave. And in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. I was talking to uh, my friend Pat uh, about going back over to B&B, and uh, he's like, I don't think I'm going to get the bacon this time. And I was like, what? Are you nuts? Like, are you crazy? You have to get the bacon. Have you ever it's, been to this place? Oh, my God. It's, it's called it's B&B Butchers amazing. and Steakhouse. And, like, one of their appetizers is Chef Tommy's bacon. Yes. And, it, and this is bacon that is meh, over a quarter inch thick. And it comes out. 
covered in blue cheese, and I, it's amazing. I honestly it's didn't so think good. I was going to like it when I first saw it because I was like, "Oh, I like my bacon thin and crispy." It's I was so mistaken. Good. I was mistaken. <laughs> it's good. Um, wanted to let you know we talked about this last week on the show. We were uh, we were bemoaning the fact actually that Bob Dylan is launching a line of whiskeys. We were like, Bob, I mean, you have a Nobel Prize. I mean, you've sold what 125 million records. You're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you got paintings, sculptures, and museums. You've won the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You don't need to launch a whiskey. Well, apparently, Bob's whiskeys are getting rave reviews. Really? Yes. The first three expression from Heaven's Door. See, I didn't like it just when I heard the name. <laughs> really? We're going to go there, Heaven's Door? Uh, but there's a double barrel whiskey. Uh, there's a straight rye whiskey. And then there is the Tennessee straight bourbon. And all three of them have been uh, submitted ahead of their release to some of the spirits competitions, and they're doing very well. Um, gold medals for both the straight bourbon and rye, and the double barrel took home the coveted double gold. Way I'm, to go, Bob. Yeah. I, I guess if he's going to do it, he's going to do it big, right? Who knew? Yeah. Well, he is Bob Dylan. It's well, not like you know. It's not like when Hanson launched a craft beer. You know what I'm saying? It was called... Mm, hops. <laughs> that's just that's just bad. <laughs> so uh, so we want to welcome a, a couple of guests into this segment. Uh, first of all, uh, Catherine, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. It is so nice to have you on. And you are actually we had your husband on in the first segment, but you are the actual general manager of the establishment, right? Yes, most of the time, but most he's the still time. the boss. <laughs> well, you but you're here every day. You're you're actually making it run. So. Uh, so fine job on what you guys have done with this place. It's it's really wonderful. Oh well, thank you. Really, we really enjoy it. I yeah, mean, it's a nice place to be, and we really enjoy the businesses. And that is one of the things that's apparent. You could tell it when you walked in the front door with the coffee shop. Like this is done by people that care. You know what I mean? It just didn't have that sort of corporatized vibe about it. You know, not there's anything wrong with that, but this is better. It's it's just. It's just more comfortable. Uh, we also have uh, Mr. Clay Roberts from La Polina Cigars. Clay, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how are you today? It is so nice to have you on. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here in one of my favorite stores in the country. And I don't say that to all the stores, Catherine. <laughs> and to Catherine and Michael, thank you for having us today. This is truly a fantastic store. I implore you to come down, hang out. Uh, Michael and Catherine have really made something special down here. It, it's, it's very wonderful. cool. We uh, Unusual. We've done the show from a number of different... Um, Cigar lounges uh, around the country. Actually, we were in Beverly Hills last month at uh, a really, really cool place there. But what I will tell you is this one is probably more different from all the ones that we are usually in. Absolutely. Than, than any of the others. It's, it's more unique. It's, uh, it's, it's more brightly lit. And it's just got a certain it's, level of comfort to it's it. It's got that, coffee. And it's got coffee. And yes. cigars. And you got to love that. And combo. shotguns. Yeah. Well, I now, love this. Now, tell us about that. There is a room... <laughs> With classic guns uh, next door here, and that's part of what you guys do as well. What is that about? Yes, it is. Um, Michael enjoys bird shooting over in England, and of course, in 1919, when you had a mercantile, you sold guns and ammunition. So we kind of transformed one of the buildings into more of an English and African sporting store where we sell English side-by-side -side shotguns. Probably 80 to 85% of them are over 100 years old. But all in working order, and then we sell English, English clothing and accessories. Now, Michael knows, I realize he's an airline pilot, but he knows there are birds here, right? 
Yes. He goes all the way to England to uh, uh, to, to hunt birds. Here and there. Yeah, here and we, there. Okay. But we, we do enjoy the countryside over yeah. there. It's well, beautiful. yeah, it's beautiful. I'm just I'm giving you a hard time, but uh, but and I did see a little bit of the clothing a moment ago, and it, you're right. It's very it's very it's very British. Yeah, very if you British, watch Down like Abbey, that's yeah. kind of the type yeah. of clothing, and it and it doesn't go out of style either. No, so. no. The, the, the Brits are good with that. It they, is its own style. They can't make a car to save their lives, but they're really, really good with clothes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's literally, you have, you have to come down and check this place out. It's like yeah. walking into a Nairobi or Kenyan hunting lodge. And, in fact, uh, Michael promised me a 20% discount on the Swahili vest <laughs> with uh, matching plaid pants that I, I really it. care to wear on the aircraft next I time I fly. I love it. Uh, tell me about uh, La Palina Cigars. You have, uh, how, how far back does this brand go? So uh, La Plena goes back to 1896. The current uh, owner is the grandson of the original founder, who is Sam Paley. This is Bill Paley, Jr., who has the brand now. Uh, Bill's the owner. I am the CEO, and Sam Phillips is the president of the company uh, currently. So we're, you know, we're over 100 years old. And don't get all taken with those titles. I just want to be very <laughs> clear about the titles in the cigar business. The uh, cigar business has more fake titles issued than a Juarez used car dealership. But my CEO title's really fancy. Well, I, I know that in, you know, I came out of radio, and in radio, we always said, son, we can't give you a raise, but we'll give you a title. Oh, I like yeah, a title. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emperor was taken by someone else in the business, uh, so I, I want to put yes. CEO sounded nice and fancy. So, I think Rocky Patel is the emperor, isn't he? He's the, he's the Raja of tobacco. He's the Raja. There you go. That's, That's perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. I have uh, a friend of mine who's also in the uh, uh, drink industry. And he is the luxury specialist. Ooh, I love that title. I was Ooh. like, did you make that up? He goes, no, they gave it to me. No, uh, I love it. Crockenberger. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> that, so fun. That makes all the sense in the world. So La Palina, this is uh, obviously a line that's got a lot of history to it. And uh, yet might not be as, you know, as well known as some of the other big names. Absolutely. Uh, is, is it because you're... More of a small batch production type uh, type company is that is that part? Yeah, of it? I mean this is this is about family heritage and legacy for mm-hmm. Bill Paley, and we've decided to keep the company small and tight. Uh, we're high quality small batch. So you won't see us in all retail outlets. We work with uh, those we like and some of those that we kind of like. And uh, hi, Michael. And um, <laughs> you watch it, Michael. I'll come over there and give you a big kiss. So, La Plina is a smaller company by design. Yes. Uh, now, what's interesting about La Plina is if your grandfather or great-grandfather smoked cigars in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, they he probably smoked a La Palina. 90% chance they were smoking yeah. La Palina. They used to sell, from what I understand, something around a million cigars a day. Wow. You know, those are nickel cigars that uh, all our grandfathers, you see the pictures, and most of it's La Palina. In fact, if you go on eBay, you'll see a lot of old boxes, jars from La Palina, and that's why La Palina was the premier cigar company back in the 30s and 40s. I want to point out, uh, we ran into you guys at the Big Smoke uh, in Vegas last year and picked up a couple of, um, a couple of, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking, the, uh, the green. Oh, the Candela cigars? Candela. Yes. Was, yeah, yeah yes. Candela. I was blanking out. I smoked one of those. I, I've had some Candelas before, and they always taste a little young to me a lot of times for whatever right. reason. I smoked that and was blown away by how good that cigar That's right. you was. Reviewed, Thank you. you very nice. I did. Show. Yeah, yes. I did. That was, yes. uh, and I was just blown away by it. And and then I read up a little bit on the Candela wrapper. That used to be the most popular 
cigar a hundred years ago is what uh, what I read up. Absolutely, on. that's basically what your grandparents were smoking. Mm-hmm. Was they the, were smoking Candela was a greener cigars. Leaf and, uh, yeah, it was a greener leaf, yeah. and which is just uncured tobacco. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked with our partners in the Dominican to create that product, and uh, then sat around a table and drank a lot of whiskey. What, who are we sponsored by today? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're not sponsored by, but we're tasting some Tamdu. Ooh, today. so so oh, Tamdu. Right. We're sitting around drinking some Tamdu liquor. <laughs> Ooh, Tamdu, baby. And uh, as we were uh, deciding the name of the cigar, we came up with the Fuego Verde, which in Spanish like means it. green fire. Yes, that I was like it's. It. Excellent, excellent. Marketing story. genius. Yes. yes. Give me $5. <laughs> fire in Espanol. Uh, yeah. Fire in Espanol. Is that fire? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuego. fuego? Well, I'm smoking uh, La Aranja by Espinosa, one of my favorite cigars. Which I always smoke someone else's Spanish cigar. Spanish for the Aranja, by the way. I thought yeah. it was shark meat, but someone told me it was oranges. <laughs> so I, this I'm is interesting sure. because you are the La Polina guy, yet yes. you're, you're smoking uh, someone else's cigar here on the show. What's, what's that about? You know... We're one big dysfunctional family. The cigar industry, right? The cigar yeah. industry. And listen, there's enough room in the humidor for all your friends. So, um, oh, I don't know if I should tell this one, but if everybody moves, remember Please the movie do. The Jerk? Yes. One of my Steve favorite Martin. movies was Steve Martin. Yes. <laughs> so there's a scene in there ashtray. where the girlfriend, well, his so-called girlfriend who works at the carnival, yes, and which I've actually really always wanted to have a girlfriend who works at a carnival, <laughs> she's telling him about all the men she's sleeping with. And he looks at her and he says, well, as long as I'm in there somewhere, I'm happy. That's how I look at the cigar business. We're all in the humidor together. We're all having fun. Eric Espinosa is a good friend. Rocky Patel, Nish Patel are great friends. John Carney from La Florida Dominicana. We're all friends. We actually yes. hang out together yeah. on the weekends. We barbecue together. So why can't I smoke his cigar? Yeah, makes sense. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Just, just because mm-hmm. my hair transplant failed doesn't mean I have to be an a-hole. <laughs> I don't use a Groupon for a hair transplant. I did not. Yeah. That's <laughs> never a good idea. Not a good idea. I didn't idea. even notice you had idea. one. Yeah, thank you. And we will, I will ask you some questions about this blue uh, label coming up in the next segment. But it's time for one of our favorite things to do, and that is what we call live sound effects. Thank you, Ian, because I have to... Uh, uh, that's that? a wonderful sound. I heard yeah. that at 9 so this morning in my Adam, hotel awesome. room. Adam, I'm going to pass that over to you if you don't mind uh, pouring for us since we're using the handheld mics on today's show. But <coughs> uh, We're going to be tasting uh, a new beer that Carbach has released. Now, Carbach, interesting year for these guys. About a year ago, they were purchased by Anheuser-Busch. And uh, so they're one of the – and they, they were already on this crazy trajectory doing really, really well as a craft brewery. AB picked them up. And since then, they've had a couple of interesting things happen. Obviously, the, uh, the infusion of money has allowed them to really do some very interesting things and try some very interesting beers, many of which we've tasted on the show and have been really absolutely crazy about. There's also, they've also been a part of some of the backlash, which is uh, happening because of the fact that there are craft breweries saying you can't call that craft beer anymore because it's owned by one of the big companies, which is a pretty legitimate uh, thing to say. We sort of, on the show, understand the argument, but we've always kind of said, you know, I'm really just interested in how good the beer is. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and and we want to we promote craft beer. We want to do everything that we can do to, uh, to encourage the craft brewers and the craft brewing industry. But we just really like good beer. So that said, uh, we're going to taste the Tasty Waves from Carbuck. It's their summer... Uh, limited edition uh, summer ale, and uh, this is this should be this should be very interesting. I don't know uh, I don't know Ian if you've had a chance to do research on this or not. 
on the limited edition summer ale. The tasty yes. Um, yes. Okay. So I talk find to it me. salty. Um, well, it is a little salty. It's called Tasty Wave, so that kind of that kind of fits. Um, that's, w- the, that's the outstanding thing about it that I. Like. It's yeah. actually a pretty clean and refreshing. Um, it doesn't have a lot going on the nose. It has a, a very classic light beer sort kind of, of classic, smell yeah, to right. it. Um, well, again, being a summer ale, it's a fairly low ABV. I think it's like four point seven. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's an easy supposed to be an easy to drink, easy to session sort of a sort of a summer thing. I will say that there is, and it's not, this beer I think is what it's supposed to be. There is a spice in this beer, and I'm not sure what it is. I've had it in other beers before that is not really to my particular palate. And I like it because it's refreshing, but that spice sort of tweaks me a little bit. I think there's too much lemon. And um, Is it lemon? Because I, I like the, the a lot of beers that have lemon, lemon and salt. Yeah. Like well, if you ask me. But that's a good thing in a lot of cases, right? In a lot of cases, this this is not one of my uh, favorite styles of beer in the first mm-hmm. place. And then I think this one might be a little overboard on the summer side of it. They definitely tried to make something. Because so many of their beers are much bigger and bolder. They definitely tried to make something that was different from what else is now, in the portfolio. Now, that being said, for a light beer, it does have a lot of flavor. So mm-hmm. there's, they've got that going for it. But that might be the spice that I'm... I don't know that I would go buy this for myself again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's nice. It's, it's nice. I wouldn't turn it down. Obviously, it's nice. If I had to a cooler of it by the pool, it's, you'd be. It's all better right. than a lot of macro brews. You know, yes. yeah. it, well, it, it has a it has a nice refreshing. Yeah, it does have it does afterburn have some real, to it. Yeah, it does have some real refreshing qualities to it. But uh, I don't know what that spice is. I, I, I could just start naming spices at <laughs> random. It, and it might be coriander. Start, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what. Spice what is your is. favorite spice? Mm. My favorite spice. Um, you know, oddly enough, probably black pepper. Although there's, Fresh, there's some other pepper yeah, is quite delicious. If, if you yeah. get if you get that right, woo, yeah, that that it's, it's nice. It's it's a it's a pleasant with a cigar. It's pleasant. It's it as does. pleasant as the uh, new La Polina Travel Humidor, which is available at your low retailer for one hundred forty nine dollars MSRP. Oh yeah, you by is the way it? are a product placement genius. Yeah, we use the word genius because we're on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> there, I have another word for it, but I can't say it in front of women, children, or farm animals. Speaking of, uh, speaking Ooh, of look at it, baby. Shiny. I do want to like see that. Speaking that. of in front of women, I just wanted to tell you how great it is to have a woman on the show because oh. normally it's kind of a boys' club, not by design, but we sometimes, you know, sometimes it's nice to have uh, to have a lady on the show. So thank you. Oh well, thank you. And you're smoking now. Uh, is it? Do you smoke cigars on a somewhat regular basis, or are you one of those wives that? We'll take a puff of your husband's when he's smoking, or uh, how, how do you how do cigars rate with you? Uh, no, I have I smoke the cigars, and you know I've learned to appreciate a lot more cigars than you know what I did several years ago. Sure, um, being around them and and right. you know having a chance to try different things. What uh, what sort of cigars do you uh, enjoy? Do you like you know the milder or the fuller or somewhere in between? Um, well, I used to in the beginning I was on the lighter side, but now mm-hmm. I'm probably medium to a little bit t- more towards medium plus. So those would be the cigars that, you know, I typically enjoy the most. This cigar is hitting me as a medium to medium plus. Am I about it's a right medium, on that? medium plus. Yeah. It's the uh, Habana wrapper, has a Honduran binder, and a Nicaraguan Honduran filler. I've got to tell you, there is tobacco coming out of Nicaragua right now that I think is on on par 
with just about anything I've had out of beautiful, Cuba. Beautiful, beautiful tobacco. It's really, really awesome in terms of the complexity and the way that it, you know, the way that it brings out a lot of different flavors. And I, I'm finding that Nicaraguan cigars are about my favorites right now. Now, I, I don't smoke a lot of Cubans. I do occasionally. You brought me one the other day, which was quite nice of you. Thank you. Uh, but I'll just say that the Nicaraguan cigars, especially, especially the ones that are really, really well blended, um, boy, they can rival just about anything. So this is the blue label. This is a new one that you're... Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the new TAA exclusive. Uh, we just released the TAA uh, Casa del Campo last week. So this will be exclusive to the TAA for this year, and it'll become a regular line next year for all brick and mortar. We did this for the previous year with the bronze label. It was a limited edition for TAA. It was so popular that the other brick and mortar were requesting it. Therefore, we released it as a full line in three sizes to all brick and mortar. Now, so, when, when you release something TAA, is it only available at the at the trade shows? Is like how, how do people actually get their hands on these, or do you have to wait until next year? So you actually go have to go to a TAA member. Okay, gotcha. For the first six seven months, and then you'll see the products traditionally from most. It's a good reason to make friends. Yeah, yes. good friends, <laughs> and but shop at the right stores. It's a great way to test the product actually, because the TAA members uh, will let you know that hey, you know, it's it's eighty members total. Uh, we hope that. Joseph's here will join the TA at some point. I'll uh-huh. put in a good word for you. He's a pitch live on TV. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. Oh, baby, put the plugs in. Yeah. Your discount's finished. <laughs> and, uh, well, I have some notes that I've been writing about this particular uh, cigar. I don't know. Do we have time for this right now? Uh, yeah, we can finish out in this segment. Go ahead. Uh, so starting off the beginning of this, the uh, pre-light draw on this, you get a lot of mocha and toffee kind of flavors just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Off the first light, you get a little bit of spice. It's got that medium body right at the beginning of the cigar. Yeah. It starts off right where it's, and it's there right now. Uh, about a half inch into this, I get a lot of cedar and wood flavors on top of that mocha and toffee that's nice. still there. And then it kind of smooths out into a sweet, all those same flavors, sweet, and it's got a big silky smoke that I'm enjoying. And look at the ash on that thing. hasn't budged yeah. yet. Look at that ash, baby. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> nice I, ashes. I, say, I think you hit it on the head with sweet. There's a yeah. sweetness. I was attributing it maybe to it's like the toffee sort of a sweetness, but it's uh, whatever it is, it kind of lingers on the tongue after you, you know, have have exhaled. I, and, and I it, like the mouthfeel really nice. of that yes. smoke too. The big silkiness, and you, you feel like with every puff, you're not working for it. There it is. Bam. I, so. I have to wonder, when a cigar like this is being blended, like how many different iterations do they go through before they go, okay, we got it, this is it? So with this one, it was the first iteration. Was it really? Yes, the blender blended it, blender handed right all us, and we said, hey, I'll, we like this. That's a master blender right there. Somebody who can predict it. Cause and that blender went, that's right, and walked off and went, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's his master blender dance. I don't know if you, uh, you know, are familiar with that. Oh, I like yeah. the master, master blender, blender dance. dance. Yes. It's nice. But we it's basically get the parameters to the blend master blender. We say, right. listen. So this is what to, we're trying to get. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to fit something in the portfolio that we're either missing. So we have a lot of, let's say, full-bodied Dominicans, and we have a lot of medium-bodied Nicaraguans. We need a medium-bodied Honduran, a little sweetness to it. The sweetness you're getting is from the Honduran tobacco. Gorgeous, gorgeous tobacco. Uh, and from Don Lee Honduras, and that's from the uh, Placencia family that this tobacco comes from. And uh, now, did I misspeak on this? Is this more of a Honduran cigar than it is a Nicaraguan it's a, cigar? It's a blend. It's really a blend. It's a blend. Okay. It's absolutely a fifty-fifty blend. There might be seventy-five, twenty-five. The okay. construction on this is gorgeous. Wow! Thank yeah. you. 
Now, the I've, dark I've flaked the ash. Chocolate. Look how, look how straight that's burning. Yeah, and I haven't. Look how straight mine is burning. Just flawless. This is going to fall on me at some point in time. Yes. I just have to make sure it doesn't fall on my... On my birthday shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so fun. This is fun shirt. to do, you know, yeah. when you blend these cigars. And I, 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 I have an average palate, but I know what we need for the company. Right. And so basically, you know, the blender will say, well, what flavor profile are you looking for? Again, medium Honduran. And I said, I want it to taste like duty-free chocolate. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, it's definitely That's got good. the chocolate Nailed notes it. to it. Nailed it, baby. <laughs> definitely got the chocolate notes to it. has to be duty-free. It. Yes. Duty-free. <laughs> duty-free chocolate. Yeah. Sounds fancier. Nobody wants duty in their chocolate. No. Okay, we're going to take a, a quick break, and we'll be right back with the next segment. We are live at uh, Joseph's Coffee and Cigars. The address is 202 Morton Street in Richmond, historic Richmond, and it is a beautiful place. We're having a great time. Uh, guys, hang on. We'll be right back. It's going to be Welcome back. It's smoking and smoking and toking. Smoking and toasting. I got you back. Smoking and toking. Smoking and toking. That's a different show. Oh, that's another company. That's an offshoot. Yeah. Well, we were in California. <laughs> that's so. right. That's right. <laughs> my home state. Yeah. Where, um, oddly enough, you can smoke anywhere you want as long as it's not outside or inside, mm-hmm. but pot is legal. Correct. <laughs> California's given the world many gifts, baby. Yes. <laughs> we are live at uh, Joseph's Coffee and Cigars at 202 Morton Street in Richmond, Texas. And we're brought to you by our fine friends at B&B Butchers and Restaurant on Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Road trip coming June or July, by the way, to the shops at Clear Fork where we will... Uh, do a little live broadcast. You know, I got a friend that lives up in uh, Fort Worth area. I think when we go do that road trip, I'm going to pick up a few of those dry-aged uh, steaks that they have in their butcher shop there, mm-hmm. and we're going to hit the grill with that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. You're to see if you can recreate the magic, my friend. Yeah, or create our own. Or create your own. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so I am really enjoying uh, this cigar. This is the Blue Label La Paulina. You said it was a mix of... Uh, Honduran, Nicaraguan tobacco. Correct. Um, and and this is, is it brand new? Is it How long has it been out at, at the TAA? Two weeks. Two weeks, okay. You're, you're some of the first people to actually smoke this. This uh, is this is right. a great cigar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The the cedar and uh, and wood finish is building up on this more than, uh, more than I was even expecting, and it's fantastic. I love that. I did tip my ash, however. Look how even that's smoking. I did yeah. tip my ash because it was going to fall on me at some point in time. Now, mine's uh, tunneling just a little bit, but it's really because I almost let it go out. I was trying not to do a relight. I guess I'm going to have to do a relight to keep that. <laughs> well, we out. actually designed it that way, so uh, you could actually look inside the cigar. Mm-hmm. If you buy that, I have a timeshare it's for like sale a, in Phoenix. It's, it's like a cutaway view. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the timeshare does have two ocean views in Phoenix. Nice. Good. And an ocean view on each side? Yeah, it's nice. nice. And we moved the graves. I so. think that was a George Strait song, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> <Move> the um, graves. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many cigars are in the La Palina line? Do you uh, uh, at like active at one time? Active right now, we're at about 25 wow. marks. Wow, that's, and, uh, that's a lot. That's quite a bit now. La yeah. Palina has grown in the last two years. Uh, La Palina is basically now a 6 to $10 cigar company. That also happens to have some luxury products in the upper stratospheres. The Goldie, which is a beautiful limited edition cigar we release once a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- to have a little more uh, exposure in the marketplace, we brought in some more value-conscious product, mm-hmm. which so is missing from the portfolio for years. When you get under the $6 mark, I usually call those lawnmowers, and I love finding a good cigar oh, yeah. in that price point. We Thank have you. a great one. I'd love to try that. 
You were on a travel humidor. I'm really yes. interested in checking out. Well, why don't here. you open that up and take a look in there? I will do that. While he's doing that, tell me about your uh, your under six dollar your your lawn. So we have the La Polina Classic line, right. which is in four flavors: uh, vanilla, chocolate. Oh, that's wrong business. <laughs> uh, we have it in the Maduro, the Rosado, the Connecticut. And uh, I'm forgetting something in there, but mm-hmm. those are all at about five ninety nine at your uh, local brick and mortar. Wow, great cigars! Great. A few of those have ninety one, ninety two ratings from Cigar Aficionado. For for a six dollar or under cigar, that's that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Now, when let me ask you this question: When you have a cigar that gets reviewed in Cigar Aficionado, and it's a less expensive cigar, let, let's say one in the six dollar or less range, that review comes out and it gets a great review. Is there a run on those? Do, Absolutely. Do, do you have to like adjust uh, at all? I mean, it's not like you necessarily can adjust production, right? So how do how do you account for that? Listen, you, you know, it's just it's uh, it's just proper planning within the company and making sure that we have the proper quantities on right. on hand. Right. And again, you can never quite plan for those things. Right. Uh, I previously worked for a company that had a number one rating, and the company. Mm-hmm was not quite prepared for it. And boom, you can't find the cigar anywhere. And it was very hard yeah. to find it because they had yeah. to be put back into production and rest. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of catch-22. Right. It's a beautiful thing to be... You want to uh, get the great rating, but... Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ian, you opened that up I, and it looked awesome. I want one of these so bad right yeah. now. Yeah, let me, like, let me see what you I am there. burning. Check this out. It's got La Polina on the front. It's leather-bound. This is all leather-bound. Yeah. Cedar on the, the inside, yes. I was actually doing that while you were here. Let me do the whole... Uh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Behind the it door comes with a cutter, standing. a cutter with a guard, so you can't cut too far, and says La Polina on it. It's got a space for your lighter right here, and a little leather strap to hold your cigars in. This is gorgeous. This yes, is awesome. that a four cigar uh, travel humidor? Five, I believe. Five? Right, you can remove the insert, and you can put your six oh, by sixties four, yeah. in there. Yeah, and nice, nice. They're great for fishing, camping. So I, people love these. This is That's awesome. Because I've got. Uh, you know, a couple of travel humidors. The little plastic the, ones, the right? The plastic ones, exactly. And then Which this is work, much yes. but they're not pretty like that. They're not this. pretty like Plus, that. Plus, fitting in your lighter and your clip oh, yeah, and that's, everything that's like that, great. that's that's. And this is actually made out of, oh, it's called, it's frether. Mm. It's uh, also frether. known as Chinese plastic. <laughs> no, that is actually a full 100% leather wrapped humidor. Um, it's actually made out of foreskin, so if you rub that, it actually turns into a suitcase. Nice. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> Multi, multi-use. It's good to know that, yes. uh, that it's got a lot of different... Uh, yeah. when, of, when you do that, uh, it doesn't just say La Polina. It says the La Polina Cigar Company established in... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Welcome exactly. to Jamaica. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Save that joke for later. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, um, we want to try another beer here. I'm gonna, uh, Ian, I'm going to let you... Uh, Stall for time while I grab the next beer. Okay, what I'm going to do is talk about how this cigar is developing because this thing. By the way, no relight penalty. I just did the relight. That's, none you got to love that. That's wonderful and That's brilliant. one thing we talk about on the show is relight penalties. You know how it is. Some cigars Absolutely. relight, and there's no problem. Some cigars you just can't relight. This, uh, this is mine is burning absolutely perfectly, and again, the flavors have maintained. Got that medium body, the cedar finish, the. Uh, chocolate and toffee kind of stuff going on man this is beautiful all the way down we appreciate that listen we have have a full-time quality control person in the factories and that's important because they're there to make sure that your cigar experience is absolutely perfect we've experienced some big companies that have gotten popular you know companies that were small and then (coughs) they got popular and they got big and ended up 
having quality control issues sure. once they got to a certain size. And and so that's actually turned me off to some brands. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I don't want to call them out by name, but uh, it rhymes with Camacho. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, that I just... I was a, such a huge fan of Camacho cigars, and uh, they really are now beginning to come yeah. back to the quality that they had for a while. But they were, they, had, they went through a rough well, patch. Everyone yeah, if I you, got would, if wouldn't burn properly. Really? Yes. If your quality control slips, like me as a regular cigar smoker, if your quality control slips and I have issues, I mean, you got to admit, we love cigars. We're basically burning money here. Oh, that's you know, for sure. That's I mean, for sure. And and I want to burn my money in the most pleasurable way possible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be uh, something I have issues with runs, construction where it flakes apart, those kind of things. And I punch a lot of times. This um, this punched beautifully. Whereas sometimes you're holding a cigar, and even if you're super gentle, the whole end will crack on you, and it drives me crazy. Does it? Yes, <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, get crazy. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing more frustrating actually than a punch or using a, a, just a regular cutter and having that piece start peeling away. Oh, makes me nuts. That makes me nuts, but uh, but this one no uh, burned beautifully once I uh, once I relit no relight penalty at all, and I'm getting some spice now that I didn't notice before. Could could just be the uh, well, you know you're probably hitting a little bit of that backloaded Nicaraguan tobacco. I bet that's right, and and that's that's that Nicaraguan tobacco flavor that I'm just so fond of right yeah. now, and just really really loving that. So good good. Um, our next beer <coughs> is. Uh, from one of the, uh, you may remember, Ian, one of the very first uh, beers we tried on the show was a Revolver uh, Blood and Honey. I love that beer. Yes, I know it's a favorite of yours. Uh, I was uh, interested to see that they have either a new product or one I wasn't familiar with. Uh, and uh, it came in on a train. And it was, uh, uh, it, it is their full tang Tangerine IPA. So I thought it'd be an interesting thing. I have to never try on seen this today. one. I've tried their yeah. Sidewinder and a few other of uh, their beers. And I, in my opinion, uh, Revolver can't do any wrong. They like I haven't had a beer from them. It's a lot that like, is less than outstanding. Yeah, it's a lot like Stone. It's like we haven't yeah. tried anything we haven't liked. Very different things, but not anything that we haven't liked at least so far. And I can smell the tangerine on the nose. I can too. Uh, I have to tell you, for uh, for a summer, I want to sit around and have drinks. I like this one much better than I like the last one we tried. Well, this is obviously a much more full body. It is, it is. you know, fuller taste and kind I'm, of and beer. I'm, so it really depends on your eyeballing taste. Eyeballing the danger on the side of the can at seven point two percent as well. well. Yeah, I knew that would. Uh, <laughs> While uh, it tastes sessionable, yes, I was. Uh, I was just about to say what what's remarkable about this is it doesn't taste like a seven two right. at all. So it it's tastes like something you could. Sit by the pool and drink all afternoon. Sessionable if you're sitting down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sessionable, sessionable if Uber is in your future. Yeah, yes. yes. definitely. Don't drive the school bus after you've had a couple of these. Are, are you much of a beer drinker overall? Not particularly. What are your favorite uh, libations? Uh, rum. Rum. It's a copper rum I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. A uh, Westland Distillery makes a beautiful cherry wood whiskey. Uh, American, mm-hmm. out of Seattle. Beautiful, yes, beautiful yes. stuff. Vodka, tequila. I'm Russian by blood, so we're required to drink. You're required the worst to drink vodka. vodka. Yes, the worst vodka, and say that it's good. Oh, I don't care, baby. <laughs> I got to go out and pick the potatoes. I don't care what it is. Well, we had a uh, we did a show uh, a couple of episodes ago uh, with uh, Jeremiah Butler at B and B, and the it, we called it the Rum Show. Get ready to be and jealous! Wow, the El Dorado 26 year. That he Gorgeous. brought to the table was the best rum I've ever it had. Is it was amazing, and you know we 
found out that were we to be sitting at the bar ordering it there, and they do have it, uh, it would be three figures. Oh, really? So yeah, so it's it's for a drink north of a really? hundred for a glass, but a hundred dollars uh, for a glass for a glass. Yeah, you can get the bottle for for something. Ooh, maybe. Uh, yeah, so I'll put it on my diners club card and drink <laughs> it on the Amtrak. I like it. <laughs> that totally I will works. say for all that. Best rum I've ever had. Well, it really? was fantastic. Oh, it was you know, unbelievable. it's where you go. This is so expensive and probably worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, probably there's nothing greater than a fine rum, a fine cigar, and your friends. Absolutely, sitting around enjoying. And uh, and if you're going to do that, it's a good place to be at Joseph's because this, uh, this has got this has got like the friend vibe written all over it. It does. Place, you know, this is a fantastic spot. The, the tangerine in this, by the way, yes. oddly wraps right around that cigar. Yeah, it really does. Like, they go it? really well together. You get a little IPA snap on the well, end, but not enough bitterness to, I talk about to this, bother the cigar. I talk about this on the show all the time, and we'll uh, be, be taking a break here in just a second, but I love IPAs, and I love cigars, and so often the two of them just don't go together because the hops of the IPA creates a bitterness that makes the cigar not taste that good. And this IPA avoids that altogether with the tangerine and actually actually makes it it brings out some of the cedar finish. It does. In the cigar it really too. does. It really uh, like brings out that that uh, astringent dryness and to this it cigar that I is, really like. It's just full enough to stand up yeah. against uh, against the beer. Well uh, that one's a hit, I think. The full tang and gorgeous IPA packaging from Revolver. Yes, yes fantastic they packaging. They do a real nice job yeah. uh, overall, and that's uh, that's absolutely beautiful. Okay, coming up next, we are going to taste uh, some single malt scotch, the Tamdu, uh, which oddly enough was the kind you guys were drinking when you were uh, sitting around planning the, the Tamdu. Uh, yes, line, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so we'll get to that uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Plus, <laughs> we are going to toast a gentleman. Named and I, I want to make sure I pronounce his name right because he deserves correct pronunciation. Yunfing Lu, Yunfing Lu. We are going to toast him next, and I'll tell you why. He is on the verge of a discovery that is going to change lives everywhere. Is he creating women's clothes with pockets so I don't have to carry my wife's stuff around? It's better than that. That's crazy. Does yeah. he sing the national anthem at cockfights? It's better than that. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. My name is Cruz. My partner is Ian Barry. This is show number 87. Smoking and Toasting is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Sometimes we get carried away with one or the other, uh, but most of the time we manage to mix those up pretty well. These are the things... These are the things we love. So I was I was actually just thinking one of these shows I'm going to show up dressed like Flavor Flav and I'm just going to be your hype man the entire show. <laughs> That'd like be that. good. That would be really good. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> you have to wear the big clock though. Uh, I will. Yeah. Okay. Good. And do you remember those sunglasses he had that went over his head like? Yes, this? I do remember. Those, those were amazing. Fantastic. They looked like a biker helmet uh, <laughs> of sorts. Yeah, they were. They were very, very cool. Our uh, uh, guest today. We're live at Joseph's Coffee and Cigars at two hundred two Morton Street in Richmond, Texas, and we are having just a wonderful time in the Pop Cigar Lounge. It's in the back of the uh, building, and it's. 
I love this. This place. is a great place. Love this place. It's, you know, it's fantastic. And I know this is this is all new, but it feels old and comfortable. Yes, it's it does. Pretty awesome how they've they did that. They've done a great job yeah. of making this fit the historic vibe of the building, and and it's just it's a wonderful place. I'm. It's my new home away from home. I we just it. need a horse right outside the door. We already got yeah. the train track going on. Beer for my horses, and what, how does that country song go? I, I think it's. Uh, Beer for my horses, whiskey for my men. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very good. Good, good, good callback. <laughs> hey, man, you can't go wrong with Willie Nelson. Our, our special Never. guest is Clay Roberts. Clay is with La Paulina Cigars. Yes, sir. But you, uh, Clay, were smoking a different cigar, and I, I, I didn't ask you how it was smoking. Tell me what you had again. That was the Laranja from uh, Espinosa Cigars, a fantastic yeah, So He's a good friend of the family. Yeah. And a big supporter of ours. So you're enjoying that, but now you've lit another one. What is this, this one? This is another Espinosa. This, uh, this, 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 bro, this, this is the Mercilago. Uh, this is the bat. I, I, I smoked the bat, and I'll, I'll, I'll crack it. I'll crack it. It has a bat logo on it, actually. It's, it has a uh, bat logo. I'm Look a, how dark that thing is. Yeah. Like my soul. Is that Oscuro? That is, that is right? Is that black is like considered your heart. an Oscuro wrapper? I think it's, it's actually a Maduro wrapper. It's just a Maduro, okay. It's another fantastic cigar. Again, there's well, a lot of fantastic cigars. And that's like a hard box press, too, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. That's now, beautiful. I, I know you said that when you're on uh, a show, something like this, that you like to smoke someone else's cigars yes. while we uh, smoke yours. And again, I want to thank you for this because this is fantastic. Pleasure, my pleasure. But uh, what do you smoke uh, at home? Do you smoke La Paulina? Do you smoke other brands? What do you, when, when it's just your downtime, you're out on the back porch ready to, you know, uh, drink some rum and smoke a cigar, what do you, what do you choose? You know, again, that's, that's a loaded question. Like, what's your favorite song? Yeah. Uh, again, we're all friends with one another within the industry, which I love. Again, it's a big fraternity of uh, mental patients, myself included. <laughs> and uh, so guys hand me stuff all the time from all the different companies. Uh, and again, Eric Espinosa's products I love. I smoke Rocky's products. I smoke La Flor Dominicana. I'll smoke Christian's products, uh, the CLE stuff. I like a little bit of everything. And wow. It's fun to try other products. You can't get high on your own supply all the time. Are you a uh, full-bodied smoker, medium? Where do you, where do you come in on I, that? I'm everything. Because okay. uh, I've smoked like a, a syphilitic monkey. So I'm chain smoking all day. So I'll start with a lighter cigar during the day, and then I go full, full, full body towards the end of the night. I like a very heavy cigar. And, we don't uh, we don't always have time to <coughs> to get to everything we want to uh, talk about on the show. But uh, I actually had posted a uh, a picture on our Facebook page earlier in the week of the Tatuaje uh, Broadleaf, a oh, great cigar, which uh, I really enjoyed. I, I promised to talk about it on the show. I'll talk about it next week. We have more time. But that was really good. And another thing, I got to get time. We got to get time to talk about all of these, because I had a. Uh, I, I don't smoke a lot of milder Connecticut uh, shade wrapper cigars. Smoked a Rocky Patel Connecticut, and it was it blew my mind. It was so very creamy I and delicious. Well. Very, yeah. very so nutty, buttery. Yes, it's, yes. It's absolutely. amazing how much flavor in a light cigar you can get. Well, a lot, a lot of uh, consumers are scared away by a light wrapper, right. and that doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. it's a light cigar. And Well, I, I often won't buy a lighter wrapper cigar because I figure this may not have as much flavor, but this thing was like flavor all over the place. It was great. Right, and that's why I implore you, but once again, when you see your tobacconist, and you have, these, are, these are true tobacconists, like Joseph's Cigars. Mm-hmm. Here, right. You have they, true tobacconists here. They will they, lead you to the correct product. They know what they're selling. Yes. They know what they're selling. That's really, really important. Do. To go to your brick and mortar, and we support brick and mortar because that's where the true experience is. Well, I think you're absolutely right, and it's one of the reasons. And and you know, we we do buy uh, cigars online sometimes, but I always try to make a point to uh, to support 
my local uh, brick and mortar stores. And that is as good a reason as I can think of is because these are people that if, if you walk in and say, I know you're fond of walking into the humidor and saying, what am I smoking today? I do. You I know? love that. Yeah. And, and what I love is to go in and go, you know what I had the other day that was really great? And tell them what, something that I really enjoyed. And they go, can you find me something I might like as much as that? Absolutely. And see where they go. Yeah. And what's crazy is often they go to something that I haven't tried before. So well, I think that's I, I think that's just uh, you don't you don't get that online as a buyer. Don't sometimes get we get we as a buyer sometimes we get into a rut where we walk in a human or we're like I don't know that I don't know that I don't know that I know this one so I'm so you go with what you know yeah and that's where talking to the tobacconist makes all the difference because you're like you know I usually smoke this or I usually like these or I like these because of this and they go oh well if you haven't tried that try this you know absolutely and, and again if you if you're uh, area sales manager for whatever company like we have Jerry Catrone who is our Texas, Louisiana, Arizona, and Uganda territory manager. Ask him questions. He's there to answer your yeah. questions, expand your knowledge, and uh, that's what that's what our sales managers are here for. What he's saying is, they get paid to talk to you, so talk to them. Yeah, You're famous right. now, Jerry. You can hold your head high. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really it's really an awesome thing though because there's a um, uh, I don't want to say this in a way that excludes women, but there's a brotherhood, there's a family, family that's involved, a familyhood that's yeah. involved. When you are in the humidor, you're talking to somebody else. I remember I was in uh, um, Destin, Florida on family vacation last year. I walked in. Talked, he was this young guy with dreadlocks. I thought, uh, this guy probably doesn't really know that much about uh, tobacco. He's like, what are you looking for? I go, oh, I, I think, uh, you, do you have any, like, uh, Casada Oktoberfest? And he immediately goes, step back here, like, and pulls me back, and not only shows me the Oktoberfest but starts oh and you gotta try this and you gotta try that I walked out of there with like 20 cigars like that's that's not only a a good salesperson yeah. but he was a guy that I loved talking cigars with and again you don't get that online and so. you can't fake passion no you can't and that's that's what I love because w what he said immediately he goes that's one of my favorite cigars and boom he was he was off on on other things that he liked and I tried all kinds of stuff I'd never tried before that is part of the experience it's part of the the La Familia well, that's, that's right. When you go to the brick and mortar, like you say, that's a part of the that's a part of what you go there for. You know, yeah, you pay. You can find stuff sometimes a lot cheaper online, but you don't get that, and you don't get to sit down and enjoy everything. Oh, that was nice. Ooh, I like the sound. You don't sit down and get to enjoy it and and talk to random people. Sometimes, you know, like I don't mind sm sitting on my back patio and smoking a cigar by myself. Got no problems with it. Sure, but I sure like to talk. As you can tell, as you know, I have a bunch of help. I sure like to talk to people and just meet new people. And, and when you're in a cigar shop, one of the fun things is you just turn to the next guy and go, hey, what are you smoking? Bam. Right. Conversation yes, just yes. like that. Even if you're not a good conversationalist. And one of the things I love is you'll be in a place like this, like the Pop Cigar Lounge. Back here, and you'll have guys sitting around smoking cigars. You start talking to these guys. You find you know, airline pilots. You find... Uh, um, uh, CEOs of companies, and you find, you know, janitors and guys that work the drive-through. You find people who are conservative politically. You find people who are liberal politically. Nobody cares. Nobody Everybody's cares. enjoying a great cigar or or trying to find a great cigar to enjoy, and that's the commonality. That's that's what we cigars are are one of the great unifiers, I think, in our in our world right now because I, I, that. Sounds like an overblown statement, but really, no, no I, 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 I agree with you, and I think it's also uh, one of the finest 
last of the handmade products. Yes. From the boxes to the product to the actual physical cigar. This is handmade. It's very rare this day and age. We are about to uh, do a little toast here, but first I want to talk about what we're going to try. This is Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Batch Strength Tamdu, T-A-M-D-H-U, and this is from batch number 001. Now, Ian... There's nothing about what you said you, that well, I don't like. You know more about whiskey than I do. Is batch 001 likely to be superior in any way to a later batch? Well, it just means it's the first batch that they've uh, approved and come out with right? on this. And so it's a new so product. When it's brand, brand new, it's Tamdu. I like a few things that you've already 001. said. First off, Speyside, that whole region makes great whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's five. We, we have to do a show on this about the five uh, Scotch uh, regions. We absolutely should. But uh, but let's leave that off to the side. Look up Space Side. Find out what the general characteristics S-P-E-Y-S-I-D-E, are. S P E Y S I D E. Yes. Um, also, batch strength is another thing that it says on here. Batch strength refers to they didn't water a, it down to forty percent. Yeah. So it's a higher proof than what you generally get. Now most whiskeys are watered down to a forty percent. Which uh, is what our palate is used to in general, but right. but the newest kind of trend is a lot of these batch strength, uh, these uh, batch strength or cask strength or however they want to um, however they want to uh, promote it. Uh, it used to be, you know, even back 10, 10 to fifteen years ago, if you found a cask strength version, you, it would be kind of a special thing. You're like, oh, they don't usually put this out, or it's 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 you know a special bottle, and uh, and I always enjoyed those. And I love that the trend now is to, to put out a lot of different cask strengths because I think that the companies aren't as afraid to put out the cask strengths. It also solves a few issues. Mm-hmm. If you water those whiskeys down to 40%, they can tend to get cloudy in the bottle as well. So then right. you have to put it through extra process to make sure that it's not cloudy and it looks nice and clear because as a consumer, we like to buy something that looks like that, you know, like right. it looks beautiful. And with the higher alcohol content, you don't have to worry about that. Right. Those, this- yeah, all the lipids and everything stay in suspension and they, and they sit and look nice and clean and clear like that. And- now, I don't mind a little bit of cloudiness in my whiskey, but the consumer sees a nice clean bottle with that nice clean look. And that's a better presentation, too. Cloudiness in my whiskey and a tear in my beer. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, wow. There you <laughs> go. I just realized I said all that. I'm a little bit of a geek. Yeah, you are, but, it, but it's a good thing. As, a good geek. As you, have said, like, as you have said on the show so many times, you're, you're a geek about stuff that's really cool. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That, yes. there's a difference. Yeah. Really cool yeah. thing. As long as you're not um, a My Little Pony fetishist, we're okay. Right. <laughs> what does a Care Bear stare do? I've always wondered. Well, I think that's for another show. Okay. I believe I, it I is. Yes. Go on a diatribe for an hour about this topic. <laughs> I will. I will just mention that uh, this uh, whiskey is natural color, and this has matured in sherry casks. Batch number zero zero one of the Tamdu. Gorgeous uh, aroma. I would. Yeah. I I'm, would be real interested I'm in your tell research. Tell you right now, you. Um, Ooh, baby. My research tells me that this might be one of the most sherry tasting sherry Ooh. cask whiskeys. Well, you're right. Ever. Now, I've got a bottle of the um, um, La Santa. Yes, the La Santa at home, which is and a delicious is, sherry cask. It is very sherry, but this may be more sherry than the La Santa. Yes, this, this is, one. This is quite delicious. This one screams sherry. This is a fifty-eight percent, fifty-eight point eight, almost fifty-nine percent 
on it. So this is huge. It's, like, got, a, it's got a big bite to it. It's got some bite. But you know you're drinking a whiskey. Bite. But for that bite, it's awfully smooth. You know what would be really good with this? A La Palina Classic Maduro. Available at your local retailer for just around five ninety nine. Okay, Prove so, it to me. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me why that particular cigar would match so well with this. Because we, uh, we try to really understand pairings and, and go beyond just, well, I tried this with this and it was good. And, and sometimes that's all we can do. But why is that a good pairing? Because that nice, <clears throat> nasty, smoky Maduro with this gorgeous, amber, sweet note would blend together like the finest woman you've ever seen. <laughs> the, I love the analogy. The caramel and sherry notes in this are so big and beautiful. Like that Lovely. finish, the oak finish on this. And I, I, I've mentioned actually a number of times about the cedar finish on this. Mm-hmm. So going back and forth, you have this great woody kind of finish going on between the two. I will mention, though, that this is big enough to eclipse a lot of parts of that cigar. This You're is talking just, about the Tamdu. Yeah, this is just a big enough whiskey to where it might actually not be a good pairing with this particular cigar just because it's so big tasting. Yeah. Correct. Overall. I've talked too much on the show because I had to relight again. But, uh, <laughs> but I did Uh-oh. really want to see what the, what the pairing would be like. Yeah, so and, and uh, while I love both of these individuals, I don't know if I put them together or I'd have to add a, a substantial amount of water to this. Um, do you have any water, by the way? Uh, you, you know, have we, we should get some because I didn't bring any over. So. Does but, anybody uh, have any Diet Dr. Pepper? Cause that, would diet, be, that would be good. Well, you know, I, uh, you... You say that in jest, but we have talked on this show before <laughs> about the wonderful made-in-heaven combination that is Diet Dr. Pepper with Kraken Black Rum. Oh. That, my friend, No, it is oddly is good. unbelievably good. So you know what else is a great pairing? Is a craft root beer, very cold, in an icy mug. Got the picture? Mm-hmm. With a very, very full-bodied cigar. Really? The sweetness, the molasses, the full-bodied cigar. I, I, yeah, I can see the that. The sarsaparilla. Yeah. So those of you out there who I do just not love drink alcohol, yeah. sarsaparilla is my right. nickname in high school. <laughs> but that pairing, for those but, of you who do not drink, drink alcohol, beautiful, right. gorgeous mm-hmm. pairing. Because there are those of you out there who do not drink. So you know, it's That would be nice. actually a really interesting show, I think, to do pairings of non-alcoholic uh, uh, beverages. we do have a large contingent of... Uh, People who do not drink alcohol. Who still enjoy a great cigar. Love their cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, we love all of you. Well, before we uh, down the rest of our uh, Tamdu, uh, let me propose a toast to Yunfeng Lu. He is my new hero. He may be one of the heroes of the modern world. Yunfeng is a professor, or Lu, I suppose is how you're supposed to refer to him, uh, is a professor of chemical and biomolecular engineering at Ooh. UCLA. He has designed a treatment. Wait for it. Wait for it. That could allow you to drink without getting a hangover. Oh. And it could also help treat intoxication and overdose victims. I, he's a self-proclaimed uh, wine enthusiast. And this is something he's been working on for a while. And he's published a report that says he believes that he has found the formula. Now, there's plenty of hangover cure products out there, and a lot of them are very good, but they aren't really cures. They're really just designed to put some of the things back in your body yes. that uh, a, a period of, of uh, doing a little bit of extra drinking. And right, exactly. Else. Exactly. We'll take out. This treats more the core of 
uh, of the hangover itself, apparently. And I'm not a scientist. I won't try to go into, uh, into all, all of the scientific part of it. But the study he's done showed that this treatment he's come up with decreases the blood alcohol level by 45% in just four hours in laboratory mice. And by the way, if I'm a laboratory mice in a future life, I want to be one of the ones that gets in a study like this. You know, yeah. where where they give you alcohol and then uh, and then try the treatment. Out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You walk into the but, maze, you're like, morning, Ralph, morning, Hal, yeah. hungover again. <laughs> Not today. Yeah. I got the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> decreasing the blood alcohol level by 45 percent. I mean, that's that's a major breakthrough. That's that crazy. Amazing. That's a major breakthrough. So uh, so Mr. Uh, Mr. Lou, Yunfeng Lou, we salute you, sir. Cheers to you. Smoking and toasting back with our final segment next. On the beach in Hawaii. Welcome back to Smoking and Toast in our final segment of show number 87, live with La Polina Cigars at Joseph's Coffee and Cigars in Richmond, Texas. I want to say again that I'm uh, totally in love with this place. It is so cool. It's just, it's just one of the most comfortable uh, cigar lounges I've ever been in. And I've been in a, f- a few cigar lounges. You know, i got to tell you, um, I don't know if it's <coughs> the drinks we're tasting or the atmosphere. But Clay, you are looking cooler and cooler as the show goes on. Well, I have noticed this, yes. Yes, yes. I've gotten 13% cooler since I put on this fine smoking jacket available in this and blue at Joseph's in Richmond, Texas. I just so, have to tell you, that is badass. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> these are this is some of the clothing that's available uh, in their uh, gun and clothing shop, I guess. The classic gun and clothing shop. The right? finest in bespoke English and yes. British clothing. Yes. And other accoutrement. I love it. It's, it's absolutely... And every serious gentleman should own a smoking jacket. I believe that's that. That's correct. Yeah. All I'm missing with this jacket is a white cat to pet. <laughs> you could Excellent. hold your pinky out, though. That <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I wanted to tell you that there is a new book coming out on how Goose Island changed the beer industry. Goose Island, uh, <clears throat> the oldest brewery in Chicago... Uh, they've always been, you know, that city's most interesting brewery, uh, and not just because they pioneered aging imperial stout and bourbon barrels, but because they were one of the early sales when Anheuser-Busch InBev began uh, buying up um, craft breweries. And we talked about this with our friends at Carbach, uh, about our friends at Carbach earlier on the show. Goose Island sold to AB InBev in 2011, and it basically kicked off the Wild Wild West era of big beer buying up uh, craft brewers. The new book uh, that's being uh, written by one of the columnists uh, for the Chicago Tribune uh, is called Barrel Aged Stout and Selling Out. And it's not, by the way, an indictment of Goose Island for selling to... Uh, it's, it really is just telling the story. No, that's The history of the brewery. Right, yeah. right. It, it's exactly right. St- uh, it, uh, the story, it says, starts small, one man's idea for a second career in the early American brewing industry during the mid-1980s and winds up telling a story far larger than its own, the story of craft beer. Innovation, struggle, wild success, and a complicated crossroad. That's, that's a well-written PR uh, uh, statement there. That is a but I'm fascinated, and I will buy this book. Barrel aged out and selling out, and it will be uh, released in June. I expect so a book report on my office. Uh, what if I just get you a copy of the book? That'd be awesome. Okay, be awesome. <laughs> you can <laughs> read that easier. book while smoking a fine La Polina bronze <clears throat> label. 
available at your local brick and mortar for eight ninety nine. So tell me about the bronze label. Uh, bronze label again was our TA cigar from last year as okay. a Habano two thousand wrapper. And now you can buy it in. You uh, may have in it at any brick and mortar that you choose that we're available in. What is your uh, most luxurious offer right now? That would be the uh, La Palina Goldie. Uh, that is our limited edition cigar that is made in Little Havana at ETB, uh, and uh, that cigar is made in twenty five hundred boxes per year. That's it. Ten count boxes, medium bodied cigar. We do change the shape every year. We're kind of uh, deciding what the shape is for this year. Uh, last year was a Toro shape. Year before was Lancero, and uh, it's a very, very luxurious smoke. What's the price point on that? Somewhere around twenty-two dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so special, special occasion cigar. Special occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, right. divorces. I think. I think there are the paperwork oh, is done. Hey, I smoked one. <laughs> oh, I smoked two. <laughs> I, uh, I I feel like that the luxury level cigars. Let's just say. $15 and above, maybe $18 and above. I think that's got to be one of the most challenging cigars to make. Because Absolutely. if I smoke an $8 cigar and it smokes like a $12 cigar, I'm elated. If it smokes like a 5 or $6 cigar, eh, I'm a little disappointed, but it wasn't like I you know, broke the bank to get it. Sure. If I buy a $22 cigar, man, I want that thing to deliver. It's, it's, if it's fantastic... It's just living up to expectations, not surpassing them. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. so, so that's got to be the toughest. On our I think, show, area. we do what's called a price versus quality index. One to ten is the numbers. Five is whatever you paid for that cigar, you're getting exactly what you paid for. Sure. Right. And it's hard when you get to that fifteen or sixteen dollars and up level to get higher than a five because that's asking a lot at that price point. Absolutely. Now, right? now we, I've we had, regularly have. You know, six, seven, eight dollar cigars that will get a, you know, a six or a yeah. seven or even sometimes an eight. Because that's you feel like you're getting more than you pay for. It. Because they just blow you away at that price point. But even if a cigar is one of the best you've ever had at twenty two dollars, it's going to be real difficult to give it more than a five, five and a half because you paid twenty two dollars. That being said, that will not stop me from enjoying that twenty two dollar cigar. Oh Absolutely. yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, the celebratory cigars and their uh, mm-hmm. the La Polina Goldie. Go Google it, and you'll read the history of the Goldie. Has a fantastic story. Uh, we're short on time, so I'm not getting the whole. Google the story. Uh, just basically, all La Polina Goldies are rolled by one Cuban roller, one just one guy, and one female, female, one lady. It's rolled by Maria Sierra for years, and uh, Maria Sierra was actually one of Castro's rollers, and uh, immigrated to the United States, and she's in her late seventies now. And rolls those cigars a couple of days a week just for us. Where is that? We're ETBs in Cayocho and Little Havana in Miami. Oh, okay. so wow. cool! And you can go in there. You can go in the little factory. It's very cool in there. You have a little Cuban coffee and watch them roll cigars. Fantastic. Uh, very old school and fantastic. Guys are out front playing dominoes and awesome. Very very uh, Latino. Great vibe. Great people. Family people. Uh, cigar rollers are so much more important than I think people who are just casual Absolutely. cigar smokers, give them credit for. Because that cigar that you had that was so frustrating, that was due to the construction, the way it was rolled. and or Either that or it may not have been cared for properly. But, but if, you, if you've got a cigar that's been cared for properly and it doesn't smoke right, and again, I will show you how evenly this is smoking, um, it's, it's by and large going to be a product of how it was rolled. I've always wondered, when you have great rollers... How hard is it to keep them from being poached by other cigar? Very difficult. And and what do you like? What do you do? I mean, do you do you pay them more? Like obviously, there you can. 
you could go crazy and pay them too much, and now you're out of balance and all of that kind of stuff. So, so what's what are the, what are some of the ways that La Paulina would say? Here's how we're going to keep our best rollers happy. Just like you said, a dirty bag of cash, baby. Yep. <laughs> all right, that's cash what works. promotes loyalty. That's what works. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I am uh, um, a person that uh, um, loves residing in Houston, Texas, but I've lived all over the country. And when I was in Massachusetts, in the Boston area, uh, was when I really began to explore craft beer. There's some great craft breweries up there. The Clown Shoes Brewery in Massachusetts is one that opened after I moved out of the area. But I was excited to try their product just because I thought their name was so funky. And uh, they're another one of those breweries that, while they release some really highly specialized things, I've never had anything that I've gone, well, that's not good. I mean, it's yeah. all... It's all Pretty over excellent, the top over the top, and different. They're and much so like Dogfish Head in that kind of. They really are. Yeah, they. And the first time I ever heard of Clown Shoes, me and my wife went to the uh, Brewmaster Festival in Galveston, of all places. Mm-hmm. And they had booths. Uh, did you want me to hold that while you pop that? Well, sure. Go ahead. Okay. And they had booths set up everywhere, and uh, so there was a couple funny things that we noticed walking in there. Uh, there was a couple funny things we noticed when we walked in there. First off. You're walking into a big convention center, and there's booths and rows set up everywhere for all the different uh, for all the different beers. And um, Budweiser, I believe it was, or Bud Light, I can't remember which one, had the biggest booth in the middle. Nobody there. Yeah. Nobody. Like the girls, the hot girls that all had the Budweiser or Bud Light swimsuits or outfits on, bored out of their skulls. So we start walking around. That was just a funny observation. We start walking around. And we see this booth, and it's called Clown Shoes. And it's got the, uh, I don't know if you remember, the Hoppy Feet Yes, uh, logo. It had Mm -hmm. a a banner with the Hoppy Feet logo on it. We're like, what is that? And there's nobody at that booth either. So we walk up. We're like, hey, can we try this? And we tried it. And there was nobody behind us. So we're like, okay, let's try this other one. So we tried, like, three of their beers. I think they only had three of them with them, uh, two or three with them. And it was fantastic. And by the time we made it back around, you couldn't even get near their booth. I mean, wow. there, there was a line past the Bud Light booth at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and they, they might have been one of the first uh, companies that, that year that was out of beer. Well, Clown Shoes, they've, they've made their mark, I think, by just being different. In fact, a, the vast majority of their line is not even available in smaller bottles or cans. The vast right. majority of their line is in the uh, is in the bombers, the 750 milliliters. And they have a tendency to brew big beers, and this one, I think, is no exception. This is an imperial stout called Beast from the Far East. It's an imperial stout that's aged in bourbon barrels with Vietnamese coffee. So, Ian, I saw this, and I had to buy it because this just sounded like something you would love. So. Because it sounds like a docking album? Yeah. It, well, partially that. Good reference. Because when we were in Los Angeles, you actually went to see docking, as I recall. It was at the Whiskey Go-Go. <laughs> I had to go down to the strip, and docking was playing. Yeah. Come on. You gotta go. <laughs> like, how do you not go see that? I grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, this so not only is it docking-ish, but it's uh, Vietnamese coffee, and it's an imperial stout <laughs> it has aged a lot in of bourbon things. It has a lot of things I like about yeah. it. Um, this tastes like bourbon and coffee. Wow, interesting. Um, this uh, has a huge, ridiculous mouthfeel. Ooh, maybe. 
Wow. <laughs> it's big. It's got what we like to call in the show viscosity. That it's, has some viscosity. It, it has right. that. It's if, not if, chewy. Yeah, if you had this like in your back seat and you noticed you were low on oil, you could use this uh, in a pinch uh, to keep your car running. It lubricates more than one thing. Yes, it does. So. This is uh, this is quite tasty, though. I, I will I will tell you, with it being an imperial stout, I was expecting it to be more bitter, but it's really not. It's, no, it's uh, actually quite sweet. Yeah. Uh, the finish on it has that coffee uh, bitterness slightly, mm. but there's a lot of sweetness backing it up. Uh, I think that bourbon barrel sweetness. Um, yes. Blends really well with the, uh, with the bitterness of the Vietnamese coffee, though. Yes. And yeah. goes very well with this cigar. Yes, like, it actually does. Yeah. Better than the whiskey did. And I like the whiskey. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Whiskey is wonderful. But this and this go really well together. The, mm-hmm. the flavors complement. It doesn't wrap around it like it did the, uh, earlier, the uh, earlier offering we had, the revolver one. But this one, they kind of coincide they, in yeah. the same place. They and live, live side together. by yeah, side. Yeah, in a very yes. nice spot. <laughs> they, they, they form, it's fun to wax poetic about beer and spirits and cigars, form, isn't it? Really? You know? They form like Voltron. Oh, now you're speaking my you language. See. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, there's a comedian that talks about the fa- the fact that he uh, um, uh, bought his wife an oven for an anniversary, like a new oven, and she didn't think it was a very romantic gift. And he's like, "Come on, girls are are you know taught from a young age to play with like the Easy Bake Oven. That's part of your childhood. I thought you would love it." He goes. If somebody gave me a truck that turned into a giant robot, I'd lose my mind. Hell yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so I often think about that when somebody brings up the <laughs> Transformers uh, 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 subject. But no, this is this is really, really an outstanding beer. And again, this is one of those you want to smoke this, you want to drink this with a special occasion cigar yes. that you're smoking and share it with a friend. That's what, what is the ABV on that? You know, Just I didn't look. You want to uh, you well, see if you can see, see it on the label? Now uh, you have to keep turning. Uh, nice. Keep turning. Uh, I'll, I'll look for it here. Just put, set the microphone. <laughs> set the microphone. I'll do the talking for now. I want to tell you, by the way, the construction of the cigar. I am on the last uh, third of this cigar, and the construction, look at the burn on this, is perfect. Unbelievable. And I've been tending it not totally negligently, but not on top of it. It's pretty amazing. Yes, you've been very cooperative with your and I like, dried plant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have an answer for you. What is your answer? 11.5. Of course it is. <laughs> That's See, why I love yet it. Yet another thing that checks off That's the box for Ian. I love it. Uh, so we're laughing because one time he goes, Ian, you bring all the beers for the show one time. One time he let me do that. The lightest beer I brought, I think, was 8%. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, okay, you can't bring all the beers anymore. You can, you can bring some of the beers. You can't bring all the beers. Including one that had little solid pieces of beer in it. I was oh, I like uh, that. Yeah. I, th- we talk about the chewy beer. Uh, that, that's more your thing than mine. I, I, I don't want to chew my beer. I, I, <laughs> I, I want chewy to be an adjective only, not something that's uh, you don't appreciate really... It when, you can, uh, when you can actually get beer stuck on yeah, your teeth. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not my thing. But, but this is delicious. The Beast from the Far East is, uh, is quite a... Uh, it's quite a beast. Quite a beast, yes, absolutely. Um, Clay Roberts with La Polina Cigars, I want to thank you for being on the show my today. My pleasure. This has uh, been a real pleasure for us. The cigar has been just outstanding. And um, I wanted to um, mention, for those of you who are watching us on Facebook Live, that you're uh, doing an event here at uh, Joseph's this evening. Is yes, that we right? are. Uh, so what are your cigar events like? You uh, obviously will have specials and, and, and different things going on while you're here. 
We have all kinds of specials tonight. Again, you can uh, receive the Leather Travel Humidor on a three-box purchase. There's discounts. We have great box deals uh, with discounts. You get additional cigars, ashtrays. Uh, Michael has ordered a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. And all the animals have been shaved, so don't pet too heavy. Yes. And uh, we have a lot of fun here. And once I finish this liquor, this liquor, and this liquor, who knows what will happen tonight? Yeah, the, <laughs> the all bets are off. I am not responsible for yes. what I say or do at <laughs> all that point. All bets are I never off am. at this point. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, and I wanted to say, and there comes, uh, Michael, would you join us just for the uh, close of the show here? I just wanted to uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, to come and do the show from here. We love your place, and, uh, um, you know, despite the fact that you uh, paired us up with Clay, we've had a really good time. So He is most entertaining, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really is. We've, uh, we've had a great show. This place is wonderful. If you uh, are... In this area, for any reason, if you live here or if you're passing through or even if you just want to take a drive from wherever you are, uh, it's well worth it. Come by, check out the humidor, talk cigars with these guys, talk coffee, and, uh, and just have a, uh, have a wonderful time in, the, in, the, in Pop Cigar Lounge. This is a wonderful place. We're happy to have you. Thank Come you. visit us. Thank you. We are uh, uh, bringing you show number 87. It's Smoking and Toasting, Craft Beer, Fine Spirits, Hand Rolled Cigars. Uh, you were the show master number of 87, the- by the way, will now be known as show number 87 with Clay Roberts or Fishing in Uruguay. Fishing That's in correct. Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is dangerous depending on the weather. <laughs> More uh, dangerous when it's sunny out. Clay, I you've been you've been a, a master of um, of uh, product placement on the show. Thank you. You've done a, a fine job. Is there anything you wanted to mention or uh, or plug that you didn't get a chance to? Uh, no, I would like again to thank Michael and Catherine for having us here, and of course the two of you on behalf of Bill Haley, Sam Phillips, and myself, the uh, co-presidents, CEOs, and owners of La Plina the entire La Polina family for having us on today. Find, my pleasure. Find the blue Thank label. Thank you so much. If you have to wait a year, it's worth waiting a That's year. That's a fantastic yes. suggestion. Yes. Uh, thank you. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful week, everybody. And uh, cheers. Indeed.